welcome to another episode of the Roach Coach Podcast, the journey to create the new metal canon. My name is Lauren Kozlowski. With me, as always, the Indigo Angel, Jennifer Sosha. Hello. And the original Roach Rider, Mr. Matt Nas. Keep it rolling, baby. There we go. You guys, it's 2020. 2020. Sure is. It's a new year. We're rolling in, talking about new metal as we do every week on this show. This week, we're talking about a band that had been uh, recommended to us a few times. People said, check them out. They're more new than you think. Damage Plan. Their album, Newfound Power. Talk all about this record and uh, a lot of other stuff. But before we get to that, we have got to talk about who's tweeting. Who's tweeting? Who is? Jenny, we got some emails. We sure did. Gilberto sent us an email that said suggestions. He says, hi, you guys. I'd like to suggest two bands from Mexico for future episodes. The first band goes by the name Molotov and their first album. Donde, I apologize for this. Uh, Donde Guagran Las Niñas. Their producer on that album is Gustavo uh, Santo. Nope. That's not even close. Uh, (laughs) Hey, you're not their family. I'm not, but that's pretty bad. Uh, The same from (laughs) Fundamental by Puglia. Fucking great episode, by the way. Uh, The second van is Resorte and their first album, Republica de Ciegos. Two awesome albums from 1997. So maybe those two bands will be in the canon. Hope you give it a listen. Great as always, you guys. Thank you. Cheers, Gil. Uh, these sound great, and I promise that if we do these records, I will pronounce the names and titles correctly. There you go. Uh, we also got an email from Marco. He said, hi, guys. How are you? You're always having fun during the show, so I guess everything is great. Indeed. <laughs> yes, Marco. Uh, everything is great. And I am definitely not under the weather. <laughs> I want to thank you once again uh, because uh, with 2019 ending and Roach Coach Podcast is one of the coolest things and the biggest things of the year, at least for me. Well, Appreciate you. that. Uh, I want to share with you and with the listeners an EP I found recently on the web. The band is called Stuck with a K. Love it. And the album name is Minority directly in my top three new metal EPs and in the top 10 or 15 of all new metal albums. Marco, you're coming in real hot with this. Amazing. Uh, here are also a few Italian new metal albums. Extrema and their LP Better Mad Than Dead. Oh, the title. The title. Incredible. Uh, Exilia, Unleashed, among other albums. The band Folder and their albums Keep the Flow and Write Things. K Again, their album Fake Friends, among others. The band Mellow Toy. Their first two albums is what he says. A band called Taster's Choice. He says their first two albums are good, even if sometimes more metalcore. He recommends the second and third Linnea 77 records. Also, what about Lacuna Coil? Are they not a new metal band? I And then he says, I can't appreciate them. Okay. Exception for the song What I See with a New Metal Sound is okay. Then he asks about shipping Roach Coach t-shirts worldwide. Send us an email, roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com. We will see what it takes to get you a tea. It doesn't take too much. Mainly that email and the that you're willing to pay post. There it is. Uh, he says, I wish you all the good for these holidays. And next year, see you, Marco. Thank you, Marco. Thank you, Marco. Thank you, Marco. 
guys, you know what? It was back in 2019, which quite a year, where we did an episode all about professional murder music, and uh, we got a little bit of feedback. We sure did. Over on Facebook, Jeffrey Thomas says, super bland, watered-down vampire music. Queen of the darned. Ooh. Ooh. Got him and accurate. Yeah. Jax Lawson says, it says a lot that the most standout track on this album is the Cure cover. It mostly made me want to go home and marathon Poison Ivy, Fear, and Cruel Intentions because it sort of all feels like a soundtrack for a scene in a teen movie warehouse nightclub. But I like those movies, so cool. Jax, I'm telling you, we got to hang. I love all those movies <laughs> very much. The last two could basically just perform the whole movie for you. Uh, uh, you've been you've been asking me to watch Fear for a while. Oh, you got to watch Fear. I got to watch Fear. You're nuts for having not seen Fear. I got to watch Fear. You're going to love Fear. Okay. I'm going to bump it up in my queue. I'm going to bump up Fear. You got to watch Fear. I'll watch Fear. Love Fear. All right. Austin Count says, End of Day soundtrack is pretty much a banger. One of the songs I would always skip, though, was Slow, and listening to the full album still doesn't do it for me. The only professional murder music I choose to recognize is ICP. Thank you very much. There it is. <laughs> Whew, there it is. Uh, Elric said, I do enjoy some of their songs, but don't consider them new. I actually like the second album a lot more, a bit harder, and has more industrial elements. Hmm. Uh, Marco again says this album not my taste. I can't wait to hear what's the next episode. I like that spirit. <laughs> Love Let's it. Keep it moving. <laughs> Indeed. Jake Leach says what a fucking snore fest this record is. All right. <laughs> true, true. And finally, Josh Toomey says you might be a vampire if. Hey. Incredible bet. An incredible bet. Uh, that is it for who's tweeting. Keep on saying hello. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Send us an email, roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com. You guys, we are weeks away from our next live show. You love live show? It's live. That's right. It is going to be at Snow Day 2020. 2020. At Go Comedy Improv Theater, Sunday, January 19th at 2 p.m., we're going to be doing a whole live show. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there. There you have it. And the we're ability to win an autographed album flat from POD and a Papa Roach spin magazine. Boom. Yeah, it's all there. The raffle there. will be taking place going to be a hot one we're going to be talking about jay-z lincoln park's collision course an incredible mashup record that's been recommended to us many times over we're going to be talking about it in front of your beautiful faces so please come down check us out and you'll be helping out a great cause snow day is a wonderful marathon for cancer research and uh, it's just a fun old time, just goofing around. Are you guys doing anything, any improv at all during the marathon as well? Or is it just Roach Coach for you this year? Just Roach Coach for me. Pure Coach here as well. Pure Coach. I am doing, because I'm, you know, I'm visiting in town, so I got to dip in. I'm doing some showdowns. Look at you. I'm doing, uh, oh boy, what else am I doing? I'm doing I'm doing a slimline set with my boy Sereni. Yeah, I'll be all around that weekend. So that's going to be a lot of it's oh, gonna yeah. be fun. It is. So come see us live January 19th, 2 p.m. Go Comedy Improv Theater. It's 
going to be a blast. You guys, let's talk about it. The album of the week, Newfound Power by Damage Plan. Jenny, when did this album come out? This album was released on February 10th, 2004. I think that's, that's still the, the come down. down. Yeah. That is indeed the come down. Um, Jenny, any history with Damage Plan? Uh, no. So I was familiar with Damage Plan. Um, I was familiar that it was members of Pantera and that a lot of people who were Pantera fans didn't have either uh, loved it or didn't have great things to say about it. It seemed to be a bit divisive. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember that. Uh, but I'd never actually listened to it. So this will be my first listen, but I was familiar with the album. How about you? Yeah, I had never heard the record until now. I was aware of it when it came out because I remember the same thing. This deep schism of Pantera fans unsure what to make of it. Like Phil from Pantera had been making plenty of side projects in the meantime, but this was the first post-Pantera thing from the Abbott brothers. Yes. So so that expectations were high and um, people were unsure how to feel. Um Matt Nas, history with damage plan. Kind of the same as Jenny's. I I wasn't a big Pantera fan. I was always Pantera adjacent. Like I knew plenty of people who loved them, but they never like grabbed me. Mm. And then um this came out and it was kind of like it was too late. I wouldn't have stopped to listen to the damage plan record. But to hear us doing it is a surprise because my thought would have been that it would have been more of an offshoot of Pantera more in the metal vein than the new metal vein but i could be wrong i'm probably wrong uh, i'm wrong a lot no matt (laughs) you may be absolutely right jenny who is in damage plan uh damage plan is uh patrick lockman on vocals dimebag daryl on guitar uh bob zilla on bass uh when they were touring not when they were recording the album and vinnie paul on drums um, when they were recording the album, uh, Sean Matthews was on bass, mm. but that didn't last for very long. So, um, as many people may know, but if they don't know, this was the final recording by Dimebag Daryl before his, for lack of a better word, murder um, on stage in late 2004. Uh while performing with Damage Plan. So this record has that dark cloud hanging over it. I do wonder if there is... I feel like this record is kind of lost to time in a weird way because it has that cloud over it. And I kind of am surprised when doing my research that this had never been sort of reassessed or reconsidered in the in the dime bag catalog it seems more like everyone just sort of went back and re-embraced all the pantera stuff and sort of left this behind and i have feelings about that but i guess um we'll get into that as we go through uh jenny we got genre tags here we sure do and they are groove metal new metal and thrash metal holy shit yeah so it's it's in there if wikipedia is to be believed that's three metals that's three medals. Uh, three medals. <laughs> um, I wish I knew. I knew. I wish I knew the periodic table better. Oh. To be yeah. like, that's three medals. 
Uh, <laughs> that's iron. You know, Matt, I'm going to buy you a copy of the periodic table. Oh, cool. <laughs> Uh, we've got, uh, well, we should mention it's on Electra Records. We always fail to mention the record label and producers on this album. Jenny, we got like four people just yeah. hanging out in the booth. Uh, yeah. Vinnie Paul, Dimebag Daryl, uh, co-produced by Sterling Winfield. Uh, he worked with Pantera on a bunch of albums. Uh, it looks like he does like a lot of Pantera and Pantera Jason. He did stuff with Hell Yeah as well. And uh, Patrick Lockman, who is the vocalist of this band. All right. Everybody's producing. Everybody gets Who's a minute. Who's producing? Everybody. Everybody's producing. Um, and uh, yeah, critical reviews here on Wikipedia. It just says mixed reviews. It says Pop Matters. Uh, said, I'm not in the least bit interested in where this band goes or what new and exciting things they'll think of to abuse the listeners. Yowza. Yowza. But uh, mm. on all music, you hear a blazing new beginning. So I I do remember this being very divided. But I, I think that like, um, I maybe not more so than anything, but maybe it might just be people I know. But like Pantera fans tend to be either people who uh, love everything that any member of Pantera does or purists who are very like stuck on like the first couple Pantera records. So it, yeah, it's, know. it's yeah. Cause I remember when, Oh boy, I'm going to show my age here. When, uh, far from driven came out mm-hmm. and oh, far beyond driven. All right. Really showing my age. I don't even know the names of these albums. Yeah. Uh, some Pantera purist is going to kick my face in now. Um, they, uh, they have the, um, planet caravan cover they do at the end and i remember they had to defend that like phil like was like we've gotten a lot of pushback on this song we're just trying something and feeling the groove get over it and i remember being like when i heard it being like people are upset about this like what's what's going on yeah with pantera i love the singles pretty much every pantera single i was like love these guys and then i put an album on and i'd be like my body is not prepared for this level of punishment Ah. it's like i think the record i would say that i've been able to get through the most times front to back is vulgar display of power which yeah yeah, which i think is their best one i think everybody agrees i don't know if everybody agrees but that's definitely the one that i got the most into uh, yeah. I love vulgar display of power. Yeah, I once I sometimes have very vivid dreams. Uh, okay, I'm sure mm-hmm. nobody wants to hear about my dreams, but I don't really fucking care. And oh, it's been a while since we had some dream talk. Jenny. Dream talk. Yeah. No, I had a dream once that I was in an all uh, female Pantera cover band called Far Beyond Bitches. <laughs> I both played guitar and did vocals, and people were complimenting. If you're out there me. being like, "I don't want to hear about Jenny's dreams," you're the asshole. You're wrong. I gotta tell oh you, my I God. woke up and I was like, "Man, what a cool dream!" And I far beyond far bitches, far beyond bitches, what we were called. And I was the vocalist and the guitar player, and people were complimenting me. Like I had no idea you could play guitar like that and like scream like that. And I was like, it's not a big deal. And that's all oh, I remember. Playing it, <laughs> playing it real smooth. Oh, I was like, guys, come on. Like, let's, let's just hang out. What, you know? 
that's kind of embarrassing, but I don't know. I like I I am one of those horrible people who love telling people about their dreams, but I just don't do it usually because I know that like it's cartoonishly hated. But I feel like this is the right time to share that one. So thanks everybody. I gotta tell you, Jenny, every time you bring up your dreams, they're always interesting. I think the problem is that too many people get hit with boring dreams. Boring dream talk. Like, oh yeah, I, I was I was running for a while, but then I started walking and then I fell. It's like, nah, nobody's interested in that. But you're in a cover band with an incredible name. Yeah. Far beyond bitches. I far know. beyond bitches. I wonder if like I thought of it consciously, then forgot, and then it came back to me in a dream. Like my brain was like, Well, hold on to this one. <laughs> <laughs> this is good. I can't play guitar and I doubt I can scream, but my God. Ah, that's that's wonderful. Far beyond bitches. That's beautiful. Um all right. Well, we've heard the reviews. We've we know a little bit of the story here. Um, is there anything else to discuss before we dive in? Uh, I don't think so. Not that I know about. All right, let's do it. All right, the first track is called Wake Up. Dot, 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 sheeple. Mm. Someone's going to wake up. It's from the bar. Oh boy. I was very excited when I saw the first song was called Wake Up. I said, oh boy, here we go. But then a lot of surprises. I did not expect it to be a snake arm song. Did not expect a chorus that's like a whisper threat. Zigging when I thought they would zag. So um, I enjoyed this. I wrote this is interesting in ways I did not expect. Um, Jenny, thoughts on Wake Up? Uh, I was also surprised by the song. Uh, one thing I was really struck by was that there is just such a very distinctive sound that both Dimebag and Vinny have that I was just like, uh, like I can't, it, I couldn't hear those guitars and not think Pantera. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the vocalist was also a bit Phil adjacent. I felt like, um, I, I liked it. I thought that, uh, do you think that you're better than me? Wake <laughs> up. It's all like a very new metal sentiment. I wasn't sure how much new metal specifically I was getting from this song, but it was interesting and it, it definitely left me feeling curious. Um, it, I, I don't know if I thought it was a hot open. I was curious what you thought about that. Uh, but I, I, I liked the song. The, the chorus made me laugh. Uh, that little like bippy boy sound was very funny to me. Um, but yeah, I don't know. What did you think? Is it a hot open? I don't. I didn't think it was a hot open. Um, it seems. It seems more like um, setting a new tone because the thing that I was also struck by is that it's not the bludgeoning power of Pantera. It it even though you have like you said distinct sounds of Vinny and Dimebag that you you associate with Pantera, it's not as heavy. It's a different tone they're not looking to like sledgehammer you i mean just compare this to like the first song of far beyond driven like it is there is a big distance there like they're they're two different goals so i only got new metal from the vocalist there were new metal things going on in his vocals that seemed more i don't want to say rappy but like he had more of a flow than i would ever associate with somebody like phil um, and also, as we get into it, this guy's got some range. He guys goes in some interesting directions. Yeah, that's true. And I guess, I mean, this when this came out, anything that was metal that even had a hint of something that could be new metal was immediately like decried new metal and mm-hmm. like felt like as a betrayal to like metal right. fans yeah so that makes sense to me yeah uh, matt what what are your thoughts i, I like the song I, it's interesting to have the guitars be such a statement because i'm like yeah they're dime bag guitars like i'm not even a a big Pantera pantera knower Ugh. uh but like i don't know a lot of pantera but at the same time i know enough to be like i know that sound and it's kind of interesting to hear that guitar sound while we examine it under a new metal guise because I never there's plenty of great technical new metal guitar players but the type of guitar player that he is I never would in my mind go hey, new metal maybe I'm so far off base but I don't know no I don't think so no I don't think so I think he shreds right. man he shred- he's a fucking shred guy he's a fucking shredder he's a shredder he's, hey, yeah <laughs> He's a technician. <laughs> Where do we talk about these videos? Okay. Where do we get to the video talk? Um, songmeanings.com. I don't want to surprise anybody, but I'd say 95% of the comments on all these songs is RIP Dimebag, which is fair. Totally fair. Yeah. Um, if it wasn't, the, I'd be shocked. Yeah, but it is a lot of them. Um, it's which the first. Isn't- helpful when you're trying to figure out the meaning of a song exactly yeah Um, disagree but not helpful yeah um so yeah so the there are two comments on this song the first is from barb wire who says r.i.p dimebag the second one is for lateralis 518 who says i'm surprised no one has actually commented on the meaning 
us two letter Alice 518. It's definitely a great opener. Love the solo. To me, it's about somebody you see a lot, like a friend who's jealous of you. Somebody who clings to the shadows in hopes of one day stealing their spotlight or whatever. And it has been rumored, but never confirmed, that most of the songs on this album are about Pantera breaking up. Yeah, I mean, uh, based on the my understanding and the reading I did, it sounds like they were all fine to be in the studio together, but it was just impossible to work with Phil because he was all fucked up. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that'll happen. It, it's funny to me, I guess, to think of it as an album about Pantera when Patrick was not in Pantera. So was it that they were like, hey... We're mad at Phil, so write this song from our point of view. I, I don't know. I feel like it's more that they're dealing with a lot of familiar metal tropes that just fit with a breakup, be it a relationship or a band. I was under the impression that I, I that he didn't write the lyrics. Oh. I might be wrong. I can't actually find where I read that, but I thought that Let's see. Let's let's go to the liner notes here. All songs by Damage Plan, Dimebag, Vinnie Paul, and Patrick. Maybe so, it was a collaborative effort. Perhaps. I feel like it works either way. I feel like the songs don't just have to be about it. And they never... Well, we'll get into it. But I, I, I don't think there's any like... Well, there's not too many moments that I think could go either way i feel like there's a lot of plausible deniability on this record all right up next we've got breathing new life that's a pit So it's like, yeah, I, I have just like, I don't know. I think I, I'm not the biggest Pantera fan in the world. I really only listened to vulgar display of power and the singles from the other records, but there's so much on this that just takes me right back to that. Mm -hmm. I had a really hard time decoupling it. Okay. Like there are just little pieces of a lot of those songs, which they wrote. Right. yeah. Yeah. But it just. I don't know. I had I had a terrible time decoupling. Well, they always say if you're gonna steal, steal from the best. 
and if you're the best, you steal from yourself. Exactly. Um, I actually, you know what? I had a I had an F word that I wanted to use for this band for this song especially that I did not expect to use, and that F word is fun. Oh. This song, I had a lot of fun with this one because it doesn't. It's more fun than Pantera. I can't explain it. Pantera, maybe it's the oh. fullness of it. Yeah, that yeah. you could get your ass kicked at any time listening to yeah, this. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And this just is, I think that's... Maybe <laughs> there that's, really is, like, there is that, I mean, that Cowboys from Hell type of attitude, like, oh, it's on, motherfucker, I'm hostile. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess there's one specific person that I knew who loved that song, and he was such a dipshit that, like, when I hear it, I'm just like, okay, buddy, like... <laughs> Go ahead and put new snake things on your topaz <laughs> get out of here <laughs> informed topaz yeah. what a bird eat shit topaz driver <laughs> i mean i again just like mems are a little too strong for me to no offense to any roach riders rocking the topes it wasn't the topaz that was the problem it was the custom snake like door locks and gear shift <laughs> that <laughs> No uh, offense to any road riders who, have who rock cobras, the snakes of cobras as their their locking mechanisms on their topaz. Um, I think the one one thing that does put this album away from new metal is that just about every song has a dime bag guitar solo on it. That does feel largely unchanged from what he was doing in Pantera. That's what the guy wanted to do. But he's and not he's great at it. Yeah, he's not going to shred. You going to tell him a boy he can't shred? Mm-mm. Absolutely not. So you're telling me mm-hmm. that you have one of the finest guitarists in the world and you ain't going to let him play? You ain't going to let him? You ain't going to let him run them fingers up and down? You're telling me that you've got a thoroughbred stallion in the stable and you ain't going to let him run? Open <laughs> them stable doors. Oh Let boy, that bad boy, run! Actually, actually, <laughs> actually, Matt, 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 go to two twenty. Let's hear this. Let's hear this ro- horse gallop. <laughs> All right, here you go. I am sick AF, and I'm having the time of my life listening to that guitar solo. My God, I got to tell you, every time, all three listens on this thing, I was just like, listen to this guy go. Listen to him go. Oh, my gosh. Songmeanings.com. R.I.P. Dimebag. Then Tool APC said, damn fucking straight. Yeah, that's basically the gist of all of these. Yeah. A, huh. yeah. Yeah. What do you need to know? Just have fun. Yeah. Shut up. Shut up. All right. <laughs> All <laughs> right. We, well, I was telling you to shut up. Okay. I was <laughs> uh all right. Up next, we've got newfound power. Mm-hmm. 
So we got a, a chuggy chorus. The verses give me a very 90s hard rock vibe. Um, but this guy, Patrick, solid screamer. More than solid. This was an interesting thing to listen to right after Drowning Pool last week, where we were dealing with, once again, in a way, replacing a lead singer uh, and the impossible task that Drowning Pool had. And in a way, you have the inverse of that, of, okay, we want to continue being a band, but our lead singer's out of here. Let's just bring in a new dude. And maybe he sounds a little like him. Maybe he's doing a little bit of his own thing. But we're going to keep making music and it doesn't matter. And it, it is the question, I mean, you know, what what happens to Damage Plan if Dimebag isn't killed? Do the Abbots sort of double down and decide to really expand things? Because we know how much of the Pantera sound was them. And, you know, it, it, it's one of the great what ifs, one of the great what ifs, you know, I mean, I think the thing that people always think about is like, you know, well, what about like a Pantera reunion, which sure, that's the other question. But, you know, at the same time, what 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 could have been with this, you know, I mean, there's something to be said about working with people that you want to work with versus people that you've grown apart from. Yeah. I think that's the hard thing. I, I will, for some reason, uh, I, the Book of Mormon keeps coming up in my feed on Instagram. But there's a part in there where Matt and Trey are talking, and they're talking specifically about like people questioning what did that person do in the group. So a lot of like people always wonder like what the fuck Matt Stone does in the Matt and Trey combination, mm-hmm. and Trey's like. Um, everybody wants to be like, oh, that guy should leave the band. And then when they leave the band, they're like, what the fuck happened to that band? (laughs) You know, because it's sometimes the culmination of those people that make it. So you're right to say that these guys have this impossible task of, but they didn't call themselves Pantera, unlike Drowning Pool. Right. Who really kind of set themselves up to continue the drowning pool ness of the band right they're coming out and they're saying here's damage plan but there's they are still pantera at the core so i don't know why i i'm gonna stop talking and i'm gonna act like i said i know i know i get what you're saying (laughs) i get what you're saying matt i get what you're saying because you're talking about that strange alchemy the The thing the thing the it Jenny thoughts. Uh, I yeah, I think I I think I know what you're both saying. It 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 doesn't. I. It's hard to say uh, if it doesn't have that thing because we've already heard Pantera and we heard Pantera in the early '90s, and now here we are in 2004, and music is completely different. And this is bringing in elements of something that we heard that was like so uh, exciting more than a decade ago, and kind of throwing in some elements of a genre that is declining in popularity. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is curious to think about what would happen if, like unfortunate like 
if what happened in Columbus like hadn't happened. Um, I think maybe we see some of like the direction that things, I mean, hell yeah, happened after this. True. Um, and so that went kind of back to more of just like a straight ahead metal vibe. You don't get yeah. as much, uh, you don't get really any new there. I don't which think. is, which is interesting because the lead singer of hell yeah is the lead singer of Mudvayne. Right, and somebody from Nothing Face is in there as well. Yeah, so you have all these new metal guys who sort of yeah pushed it away to just be, just be straight up rocking, hard rocking. I uh, yeah, I once again I like this one. This one I could see a bit of the staking their claim away from Pantera with the idea, you know, why we waited so long suppressing the power inside. We have this power. We've been held down by people someone unnamed <laughs> and now we have this newfound power let's since we're talking about it, it's a title track let's talk about this album art sure well it's a big old explosion it's a huge explosion it's a big explosion they're walking away they don't care uh i don't know what's exploding but something blew up i Maybe. love it yeah (laughs) i love this album cover i've been staring at it all week and i really love it because three of them dimebag Vinny, and patrick are walking like yep we blew that up we don't even care we're walking away from it we're not even looking at it but then mr zilla is doing these come get some hands that just really cement it i love it so much and then uh on the back of the cd book we have the band standing in the desert. We got some hoodies. We got flame some beanie hats. flame hats. Lots uh, of facial hair choices. Mm-hmm. Of course. And uh, you know what? They are. Uh, they're not even going. I, as I often say, like there's menacing. There's not menacing. But these guys, I don't think they give a fuck. They're like, take the picture. We got some rocking to do. You know. Yeah. I love it. And then inside, you know, pretty straightforward thank yous. But key here, they covered all their SEO bases. Damageplan.com, damageplan.net, damageplan.org. They got them all. That's good. They got they got right in there. They're like nobody's scooping these up. No yeah. fakes, no phonies. If this was now, they'd get damaged up plan. <laughs> oh wow! But you know, it's not. I mean, it is now, but that <laughs> wasn't now. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh no! I don't want to talk about time. <laughs> All right. All right. Okay. Let's keep it moving. All right, uh, up next, we've got Pride. Thank you. 
Sean. Moderate chainsing. A moderate chainsing. A big filthy boy. A bit of a filthy boy. Uh, a little bit of a. Th- th- we got a lot going on in here. So first of all, this moody intro into this hot riff. That then, true story about me. I remember thinking, I really hope they milk this, and they milk it. They ride that out. <laughs> They're in no hurry. They're like, oh, this is. This riff is hot. Is this riff hot? Does this riff seem hot to you guys? And they're like, "Yeah." I mean, all four. We're of gonna them. we're gonna fill the pail on this one. Let's let's bring in another. Bring in another round. That's a hot one. Let's and fill it the pail on this. Does it give you guys a bit of like a stoner rock vibe? A little bit. A little bit of a Caius move. I'm not there because I was totally in the filthy. Hey man, nice shot. Yeah. Okay, I can see that too. That's and, firmly where I landed. On and that. then when we got to uh, the Alice in Chains chorus, I actually didn't mind that chainsing because it was so well executed. <laughs> I had no problem with it. You can't beat a well executed chainsing. Um, you know what? I I don't think this guy's changing the game lyrically, but I never felt bored by him. He always had at least something interesting and his delivery was always good um and i wrote in my note my notes they're getting the job done and what is that job rocking um jenny general thoughts on pride uh i was not expecting to be changed or filtered so uh that was interesting i liked it i thought it was a good song um again i'm looking for the new metal here and I'm not really finding it so far. Yeah, I mean, it, it's one of those things where it's like, I, I can see like a halfway to filter, halfway to new metal thing with the chorus. Um, but the, and you got a little bit of the rumble bass. It's like a touch, but it is just a sprinkling. But it really, more than anything, it was like, yeah, I felt like I was almost like an Akaya song that went into, yeah, like a filter song. So once again, not mad about that. Of course. Um, Matt, any additional thoughts on this one? I dug it. I thought it was a good song. Songmeanings.com. I like this comment a lot. It's from Lateralis518. They're back. And they said, good shit here. This one here is about straight up betrayal. And now with all the money in the world, this person couldn't buy his respect back. Reminds me of some of my friends, my old job. Good shit. Good shit. My old job. Good shit. Good shit. All right. Up next, <laughs> we have yeah. this song title. Oh, yeah. Up next, we have Fuck You. Fuck <laughs> you. 
Do not get crowd killed. Matt, if you want to go to 240. 240, you got it, buddy. So, I think a big part of the new metal tag on this album is from that guest vocalist. Matt, did you pick out that vocal? Did you catch who that is? The guest vocalist on this song. Helping out. Can I hear it one more time? Absolutely. All right, well, let's see what we got here. I know that voice. I totally know that voice. You know that voice. Sometimes that voice is speaking to you from a fedora, and sometimes it's speaking to you from a I, mask. It's, it's Corey. I knew it's it. Corey. It's, it's Corey. <laughs> Ed, hey, it's time to play everybody's favorite game. It's Corey. Mm-hmm. Corey. Um, this one I gotta say, probably about Pantera. <laughs> No, I'm not a conspiracy-minded person. Oh, but, Matt, tinfoil hat me. But all of these song titles could easily be slanted towards, <laughs> without too much twisting, to be aimed directly at Phil. And some of them are eerily close to Pantera song titles and album titles, so... Yeah, yeah, they're aware. Also, chemtrails. <laughs> also, <laughs> who's Daniel Tiger's real father? Oh, it's Wednesday's, Wednesday's real, real father. father. <laughs> uh, Jenny, what'd you think of uh, "Fuck You"? Uh, I loved it. This what song a- fucking rips. I mean, it's probably it's up there in my favorite songs. <laughs> It's so dumb. It's great. It's just fun and like, it's just a a dumb, fun song. I love it. These lyrics, fuck your power trip and fuck your attitude and fuck your bloated ego too. Fuck your history, your tragedy, your misery. But most of all, fuck you. This is about Queen Elizabeth. (laughs) That's definitely who it's about. Let's look at this whole thing through a lens of the royal family. (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so songmeanings.com surprisingly 22 comments for this one the most commented song and people are saying i think it's aimed at phil but that's just me and then 
Then uh, commenter windowpane underscore Jake says, yeah, I never thought of it that way, but it looks like it is aimed at Phil. I love Phil. Don't get me wrong, but he is a selfish, egotistical son of a mother. Windowpane Jake, the song is called Fuck You. You do not need to edit yourself. Son of a mother. Son of a mother. He's Mm -hmm. a fuzzy cootie. (laughs) Just because others curse doesn't mean that you have to. This is true. So we meet some interesting people. Jenny, did you have, did you dive through this comment section on the song? I actually didn't. So I'll let you take me on this journey. Okay. So we meet some people here, a a couple people that we're going to meet again later on. So first we meet Cricket6017, who starts off by saying, fuck you, fuck you. Man, it's a young anthem. In my opinion, because what young adult doesn't drift away in their own little world and clear their mind after a hard day of realizing they're not a baby anymore? Our lost souls need an anthem with our favorite rebel-souled, four-lettered favorite outlook on life. Fuck you! Anyways, I send this band my love. They're awesome. And if anybody out there could ever talk them into doing a concert in a little town called Woodward, Oklahoma, or anywhere nearby, bring them to us. There's lots of talented kids in my town. Lots that do nothing with their past because drugs have built a wall all around us. And if we could just have some encouragement, something uplifting... I think everyone would get their shit together for themselves. This small town of like 10,000 is like a spider web. We all connect in some way. And there is not one settled soul. Please, damage plan, hear our cries. If anyone could find their email, Addy, or something, I'm not a computer, quote-unquote, geek, LOL, hook me up. 10,000 strong and growing. Please help me send a message to my town's teens. Just because there is a small Oklahoma boonie town doesn't mean dreams can't come true and they can't amount to shit. So I know it's a lot to ask, but damn, what could it hurt? Love always, sausage. Maybe I am crazy. (laughs) Oh, sausage. Oh, sausage. So I read that and I said, okay, and that was posted June 4th, 2004. So I said, oh, boy, am I going to see Cricket later? You guys, we are going to see Cricket later, and I'm not going to spoil it. All right. (laughs) But there is one other comment, and it's from Sandman X, who said, and this is honestly, no lie, wonderful. I just want to preface that. This is posted on December 10th, 2004, two days after Dimebag was killed. He said, Dime's not dead. Every time we drink, Every time a bar rotates walk, every time MTV plays a tribute, every time we use our whammy bar or pedal, every time we look at our CFH Wawa, Dimebag lives on. His music is immortal. Well, that's a nice sentiment. Incredible tribute. And then Harper217 says, well, couldn't our maker have made more people like you, brother? Very well spoken. I can tell Dime is on your mind a lot when you jam out the same as me. That's what I'm talking about. Just a couple road dogs meeting in the comment section. Oh, That's yeah. right. That's yeah. right. Well, there it is. Nice. I mean, you, you're going to have that pony in the corral all day. <laughs> or are you going to let him run free? You're going to let that still. <laughs> Matt, Matt, I feel like we all need to put on some like 10 gallon hats whenever you start talking like that about me taking the saddle off this boy and letting him run in this field. That's true. He needs to run. He's born to run. He's born to run. Yeah. Gotta let 
the boss. Yeah, well, Bruce Springsteen, let him out of that stable. <laughs> Take that saddle off Springsteen and let him go. Ah, uh, yes. Um, <laughs> um, yes. He's having his own shit. He's harder to take care of than any of the horses. Uh, all right. What do we got next? Uh, we have a song called Reborn. Again, I'm not saying I'm the kind of person to be for conspiracies, but no. that's a, we're reborn. <laughs> We've woken up and we're breathing new life with yeah. our newfound power. Yeah. There's no gold at Fort Knox. <laughs> the Aussie riff? What's the Aussie riff that they they got there? Is it Aussie or Sabbath? I got more of a. It gave me Sabbath vibes. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. It's it's um, Sabbath. Is it, is it super knot? Is it a bit of a super knot? Like a, like a little touch? Is that what I'm thinking? It's the one where he goes, Oh yeah. <laughs> so, oh, oh okay. Well, that, that one. Duh. Well, Zach oh, yeah. Wild was on this song. What? Oh so... shit! Well, there you go. So. Um. Yeah, this one. This one was a bit. It was like right when I thought there would be some chug into it. It would go into a bit of a crunch. But this song has a lot of swagger. And honestly, I wrote in my notes. This song is a monster. This song can walk across Tokyo and eat some buildings. That's this song sounds incredible. I love it. And I also wrote the pack and do it all, because he's running screams sings. High pitch, like, what's it called? The Iron Maiden guy. What's his name? Bruce Dickinson? Yeah, a little bit. Maybe? You made, you made the skeptical face. No? Uh, I'm not hearing it, but okay. it doesn't mean you're wrong. I mean, my my Iron Maiden is very limited, but I always... He's I'm like a more woman, of a high... so I don't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> I've barely We've heard him. You're a woman. Here. All right. Oh, boy. Uh, what would you think of Reborn, Jenny? Uh... I thought it sounded good, but was not for me. Hmm, interesting. A um, little bit too much of a, I don't know. A sl- I don't even know. It just reminded me of like trudging along. Mm. Not quite for me. Maybe uh, not what I wanted after 
you know, fuck you. (laughs) True. I mean, yeah, it is a slowdown. And I mean, once again, this one, it does feel like a bit of a dick swing song. You know, it feels it feels a little wanky. And maybe and you famously when we see these bands and they start to get real solo wanky and you're just like, quit it. Stop it. What are you doing? You're embarrassing me. Yeah. Uh, that said, I mean, it's still a good song. Like, there, mm-hmm. I wasn't listening to it like, oh, mm-hmm. this is shit. It's just like. Mm-hmm. It's a good song. It's a good song. But it might not be your favorite style. Hey, you know what? That's okay. <laughs> Everyone's okay. Yeah. Um, Matt, thoughts on Reborn? Yeah. I, I, I thought it had that Sabbath riff. I, it wasn't my favorite on the record. It seems a little bit more middle of the record, I guess. Coming off of "fuck you," though, I mean, what can you do? You gotta, true. You gotta put. You gotta pull back. I mean, that stallion's running. Oh yeah, but it's still your stallion. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys may remember previous commenter Cricket sixty one seven. I said they were coming back. They're back, and they said. It's talking about a strong-willed person being run over by another, which is dumb. The strong minds will shine. Mm. Cricket 6017, you're truly on one, and I'm enjoying it. But don't worry. They're coming back again. Thank God. Not surprised, (laughs) and also thank G. All right. Up next, we've got a very exciting song. It's called Explode. I wrote Activate the Pit, but then I wrote then Stoke. Get the pit going. Yeah. Stoke. You know me. I'm a little pit shy these days. Mm -hmm. So a little pit shy. A little pit shy. That's okay. Um, Yeah, I was in the Stoke camp. Um, This was the song where on my third listen, I felt like maybe I was, every song I was just like, new metal? Maybe? Somewhere? 
got like my magnifying glass out, Sherlock Holmes and New Metal, like just looking around. And this one, I remember thinking, is this or am I just, I'm just trying too hard because of the, the tag. And so I, I guess, but I don't know. Jenny, what did you think? I had a similar, uh, this again brought me back to, is this new metal? Is this new metal? I'm not so sure, but there is a moment later in the album that I was mm-hmm. like, oh, ah. this is where the new metal tag came from. <laughs> so given that, mm-hmm. I there wasn't a lot on Explode that actually gave me new. I liked mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the top was hot. It did stoke there on out. Um, yeah. The, there are a lot of like different interesting vocal choices uh, in this and kind of similar to uh, what we had with the, do you think that you're better than me? We have a lot of that like kind of like stuttered mm-hmm. uh, delivery, which I thought was interesting. Um, this had a video. It did. There are a lot of explosions what? in it. Yeah. Yeah. We um, Did you end up watching all three videos? I did. Okay. And... We can kind of just talk about all three now because they may have all been filmed on the same day. Yeah. Um, it's basically just these guys standing in a black background, um, rocking out. And there's three videos. There's videos for this song, video for Breathing New Life, and a video for the song Save Me, which we haven't gotten to yet. And for the most part, it's just... Um, the the new the breathing new life video is just them playing in a black room, very spare. Just the guys rocking, uh, Vinny pointing at the camera with his drumstick at the beginning to say, "We're about to rock your face," true to his word. And uh, and then explode is yeah, literally just a lot of stock footage of famous explosions, not so famous explosions, but we got all the hits in there. Nuclear bomb, yup, um, Hindenburg happening. Um, <laughs> Just a lot of just 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 tons of explosions, just tons and tons of explosions. They um, did not, mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately, use Fred Durst blowing up a boat. They should have. Ah, uh, famous, famous. Uh, you know, you know what? There's always going to be one that they just they miss. Yeah. You know, but yeah. Um, and um, I finally have located the thong, the, the thong song by Cisco. Matt, you want to talk a little bit about thong song? Okay. <laughs> I mean, if you've got that pony in the corral, you've got to let it loose. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, uh, the, the song by Sabbath that I've been thinking of, I think it's Sweet Leaf. Oh, that, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. There was somebody screaming right at the beginning uh, of that song like it's this and we finally got it for you so sorry Thank about that God. yeah and the thong song yeah Matt has i been, mean look at that girl so he's scandalous been, yeah you know another brother can't handle this yeah, it's true uh matt your uh your playlist you know thong song into sweet leaf <laughs> <laughs> what it's like to road trip with you my friend oh it's, it starts with life is a highway <laughs> and it never stops <laughs> it's, just, it's, it's just on repeat well i have the two versions now right well when we're walking it's 500 miles <laughs> correct yeah. correct so oh boy it's just the living in the 90s <laughs> compilation set uh, all right uh i think we're ready for the next one yeah the next one also had a video so we should talk about that after we listen uh it's called save me 
feels like straight ahead rocker jenny thoughts on save me uh i just started reading the comments on song <laughs> so oh! all my thoughts went away um uh, and also seeing the video uh the video is pretty new metal for this one yeah so yeah. i can i guess if this was i don't know do you know which order the videos are released in uh my understanding is save me was the first single okay well then that helps me to understand why people thought it was new because it's a lot of um the the vocalist being in like a chair with lots of mirrors and weirdness like mm-hmm. being crazy looking around well he's obviously mentally disturbed um and then uh we get to a grave digger later which is great well he digs up himself no yeah himself yeah i gotta say when he was strapped to the chair i got this real like budget sweating bullets vibe yeah and like they were like we're gonna strap you to this chair and then what that's it yeah (laughs) we're gonna put some mirrors on it spin the camera around that's all we got the budget for and then they were like, well, can we dig me up in the ground? He's like, well, we can't do it outside. We'll have to green screen that too. <laughs> so you do what you can with what you got. Um, but yeah, this one I, I wrote in my notes, a different vocal direction here. I remember the first time I listened to this, um, I was uh, rapping Christmas presents. And when this vocal came in, I went, oh, w- w- this album still has surprises for me. We're still going to do a couple different things here. So I was, uh, yeah, this one was very surprising to me um, vocally. And I wrote pretty new metal, I guess, because at this point I'm just like, I don't know, maybe this tag. Um, But the dime bag of it all like shades it because I would never associate dime bags guitar with new metal. It's dime bag. It's, it's its own thing. It's its own beautiful stallion going through the tall grass of the fields of rock and roll okay trying to get poetic here how am i doing great thank you (laughs) matt what'd you think of save me i thought it was a straight head rocker a little chainsy a little you know i don't know i wasn't i wasn't bowled over with new metal i didn't think the vocals gave me like a 
I, I could see it being modern rock or it could veer a bit into like the smooth boy new metal. But typically when I hear smooth boy new metal, I think it's more modern rock anyway. So mm, that's true. We might be working with a little confirmation bias here. Yeah, definitely. So Jenny, you brought up the songmeanings.com comments. Yeah. Uh, crickets back. Yep. And if you don't mind, I'd like to read this. Oh, one. please do. Uh, personally, I threw my bra at them last month and they hung it on the microphone. All the memories of my concert in Ludwig, Texas. It's crazy when I wear that bra and hear this song because they gave it back to me. I do have a long way to see them. I just wish I had a greater memory, like something sophisticated I could show my mom. Hmm. A sign bra would have been nice. Hee hee. I think Cricket's coming unglued a little bit. And I have a lot of questions about the logistics of throwing your bra and then them giving it back to you. You throw a bra. No thanks. I guess. Well, no. You know what? Actually, it does kind of make sense because uh-huh. I believe when Damage Plan came through on this tour, their stop before Columbus was the machine shop. Mm. So in a venue the size of the machine shop, one could return a tossed bra. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) They could be like, look, we know how expensive these are. Yeah. Holy shit. This is from Victoria's Secret. (laughs) No, you got to get this back. (laughs) You can't pay for this ticket and this bra. T-shirt bra. It's great. Can't see the lines. Jersey just snug against the body. (laughs) Gives you the support you need without the trappings of a wire. (laughs) Yeah. That was very likely. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, and uh, someone does roll into the comments <laughs> as well. Trappings of a wire. Uh, it's, you're not wrong. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Don't be. You ever worn a bra so long that the underwire fucking stabs you? Oof. I have. And my boobs aren't even that big. I'm like, what do I need a wire for? <laughs> my boobs are fine without a wire. We're fine. Yeah, I wire them up and you get stabbed for it. Oh boy! That's stop bra, wire. Right? Stop wiring these boys up. Stop trying to wire me up. <laughs> oh man, uh, there is one other person in the comments, Juggernaut, who says, uh, "Yes, any true metal fan will agree that Dimebag met his end far too soon." But isn't this forum meant to discuss what these songs mean to us? Oh, Juggernaut, always on task with song meanings. He says, "I am H O. Save me." Is about a person whose life's path is leading him to self-destructive behavior, calling out for help from friends or family that either don't see that he has a problem or are too self-absorbed to bother helping him. Thank you, Juggernaut, for for fighting the good fight to give us a song meaning. Appreciate it. Much appreciated. All right. Up next, we've got Cold Blooded.
I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of layers to these songs. Is there anywhere else in the song I need to go to? Uh, if you go to 120, there is a beat switch. Oh, sorry, I was pretty much there. Dang it. That's it. I like that. Uh, I like this one. We have a bit of a chug here, but really, I had this thought: Is Dimebag a papa? Hmm. In what sense? Well, we get this chug in here, but it's not a new metal chug. It's a dime chug. But then it just—it made me think about just Pantera as a whole. They're coming up. They are. I mean. Uh, Vulgar Display of Power is what, 91, 92. Far Beyond Driven is 93, 94. So we're right up against, you know, you know, just prior to the first Corn record. And I just wonder, you know, the if there might be something there. But I didn't really have enough. It was just, I, I wrote it just on this one song. And not even sure, with a question mark. Um... So I, you know, I'm kind of throwing it out. If that had been a thought that maybe had gone through your mind, maybe this is just me once again just trying to square peg round hole situation with this new metal tag. Hmm. That is interesting. I don't know. Mm, I don't know if Dime's a papa. Okay. But I don't really have a reason other than, I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What do you think, Matt? um, Truly, I would have to hear more Pantera than I know. Because I don't know a lot of Pantera in order to be like Dimes a Papa. But I do know that this song was okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so over on songmeanings.com, Cricket6017, who, if you've been following the journey of Cricket6017, you know that things are a bit coming unglued, and I think, Jenny, they have truly gone off the rails. Things are out of control. Do you want to read this one? Yes. Or, I mean, uh, give it your best shot. <laughs> This song is definitely about that bitch karma. This song has so much life. It crawls to the deepest, darkest attic of your mind and swims through the secrets of your childhood, which everyone has and bites the fuck out of the Bermuda Triangle you hold within. Sasha Eckenrode Woodward. Okay. Born 1987. Raised on rock and roll. It's in my veins. Taking taking over my life unlike any shot of dope a person could endure. Pantera kicks PS seen these guys live last month and they spoke to my tiny head and shook my corrupted soul. A tool APC followed that up with RIP dime bag. You got it. Uh, I think cricket <laughs> might be struggling and I hope that that person is okay. Uh, but wow. What a comment. What, what, a, a, com- journey. what a journey. Didn't expect to hear about the Bermuda Triangle. 
Mm-mm. But here we are. Indeed. Um, I should mention this album was a big thrift. Picked it up from Second and Charles for a sweet four dollars and seventy-five cents. That's a good. That's a good thrift. Indeed. All right, let's keep this moving. All right. Uh, up next, we've got Crawl. This one gave me huge Pantera vibes, just massive Pantera vibes, more than I think, I don't know, any song up to this point really, really hit me. This one seemed like it wasn't even, yeah, they were just like, yeah, just from straight up. Pantera, to have uh, Patrick do your best fill, like that's how this one felt. What'd you think, Jenny? Uh, I like this one a lot. I thought the riff was very cool. Um, I enjoyed the way that we did... Uh, Kind of like, I don't even know if it's loud, quiet. It wasn't really quiet, but I liked that we had the pit and we had a breather. Um, but it clipped along. Uh, I enjoy, I mean, I'm sensing a theme <laughs> on this record. I think we're all sensing a theme here. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed Crawl quite a bit. Matt Oz? Yeah, I, I'm definitely activating the pit doing what it's supposed to do I, I don't have much else to say mm. maybe you got that fucking stallion just, just let him out just let him, <laughs> let him out can you just open the gate just a little bit could you because if you open it a little bit he can get the rest of the way out mm-hmm. i know he can yeah. it's yeah. a crack just a little bit just a crack uh all right up next, we've got Blink of an Eye. 
you can go to 2.30, please. 2.30, you got it. The horse is loose! Someone came to blame, baby! Letting the horse loose notwithstanding, I think the top of this song is maybe where the new tag came more than anything. Yeah, I I got a big new metal vibe from a lot of this song because they are running through so many different sounds here. So you got this new metalish intro, then we get a light changing, then it runs into something that is what I can only describe as a, an amalgam of both Godsmack and Disturbed. And then they smooth that chorus out in the blink oh, of yeah. an eye. And we get Lincoln Park beeps and boops. Indeed. So this might this might be the one. This might be the one to, to the the Rosetta Stone of this genre tag. Um What did you think of it, Jenny? Not for me. <laughs> <laughs> in a blink of an eye. Uh, well, I I think because I tend to like things that are a bit on the heavier side anyway, um, hearing what they have done earlier in this album and like knowing what they're capable of hearing this to me was just sort of a confusing miss. Mm. I really don't understand. I mean, even like there's this album is varied and I enjoy that. It's never boring. Um, there, this just seemed so out of place and so confusing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked it in that I was like, "Oh, that's where the new metal tag came from." Like this, I could, I, I didn't even need my magnifying glass. No, to find it. no. Um, but other than that, no, not not so much for me. What did you think? You know what I mean? It was so nice to finally just find it in that moment that I think I probably would have called this a bit of a cheese ball situation in somebody else's hands, but it really still, I mean, Dimebag is there to, to rip it up, you know? So it never quite falls into schmaltz, which I think something like a blink of an eye and the way that he's delivers it could definitely this could be in the wrong hands, in the hands of a fucking amateur. This turns into butt rock. Yeah, I was gonna say like his if his vocals take one mm-hmm. to two degrees softer, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, we're in butt rock city. Exactly. Or if the, or if they decide to do something different with these guitars, but Dimebag would never do you like that. Never. He's never, never. going to do you dirty. He never do you dirty. Mm-hmm. You can trust that stallion with your life. Um, I think we're ready for the next one, which is maybe my favorite song title. Maybe. All right. It's called Blunt Force Trauma. 
Listen, steal from the best, you're the best, steal from yourself. The call's coming from inside the house. Answer it. <laughs> it's you. Do you oh, like man. scary movies? Yes, I do, me. Oh, man. Am I referencing Sweating Bullets now? Oh, boy. Mm, We've come all the way around. Twists and turns. Twists and turns. Um, it's got a great drop. And I like the fact that Blunt Floor's trauma is literal. It is uh, not, uh, there's no subtext here. It's no. all, text. all text. All text. All text. Blunt force trauma to, to the head. head. Yeah. There you go. Yep. I, uh, the first time I heard that um, was in my car and I went, I love it. You, this, the boy's this, done this, it again. The boy's done it again with this one. That was, that was just what I wanted to hear at the end of that, that first chorus. Uh, Jenny, thoughts on blunt force trauma? Uh, I liked it. It was a bit of like a, I guess this could also be a bit of a dick swingy song. Yeah. Don't, mm-hmm. I don't hate every dick swinger. <laughs> uh, I liked it. It was like a fun change of pace. Uh, don't really have any like hot takes on it, but uh, I did think I, it did make me laugh when I heard blunt force drama to the head. I'm like, that's what I assumed. Thank you for clarifying. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah. That's it, though. We got uh, a couple more songs left couple on this more, bad boy. Couple more. We sure do. Uh, up next, we've got Moment of Truth. <laughs> song you need me to go nope i think you got it matt 
I think it's, kind of a, it's, a, it's a slow boy. It's kind of a slow boy. Kind of meanders a little bit. It's a moody boy. Yeah, it's got feelings. Yeah, I wrote that it was a mid-tempo grindy boy. Oh, it's a lot of boys. A lot of boys. So many um, boys. So this was an interesting. These vocals seem like they're a mix of one Christopher Cornell and Jerry Cantrell. Mm. mixed together and then this song gave me big bad motor finger vibes no rusty cage rusty type? cage yeah sorry Soundgarden. yeah not motor finger or wait is motor finger a band nor am i thinking yes. something else no, no motorhead's a band motorhead's a band bad motor finger is the sound you know what you know what i'm thinking of i'm thinking of bad company <laughs> Hmm. Oh, what a journey we just took. <laughs> really? Oh, listener. <laughs> We're just putting words together and taking them apart. Wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Where am I? Holy shit. I don't want to talk about time. Hey, man, it's a flat circle. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Am I wearing an underwire bra now? What is happening? Yeah, it's digging into you, baby. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh boy. Up. God, you let him free. You <laughs> 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 to tell me you got two stallions i got two stallions in prison here <laughs> let them run free <laughs> oh boy oh man we're having a dry january over here oh yeah giggles magoo yeah nobody it's yeah nobody's in any uh, cups and here we are oh boy so silly um, talking about boobies and horses. <laughs> Indeed. Just uh, like a sleepover when you're a 12 year old girl. <laughs> <laughs> boobies and horses. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> yeah, my little pony fanfic. There you go. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's all I really have about that one. <laughs> Last song. Last song. Um, Matt, do you have any questions for us? Since we're on the list. Oh, shit. I forgot my job. Um, hey, guys. Yeah. How respectful of our time is this album? Uh, this album comes in at 61 minutes and 49 seconds. It's a long boy. That's a long boy. Mm-hmm. But there's some songs on this that just rip that seem like they're maybe two 33-minute songs. Um, yeah, there's... I think the... All songs are at least in the threes. Shortest song we have is Fuck You at 3.09. Um, Explode at 3.13. So we've got, yeah, a lot of lot of close to four-minute songs. Nah. But, you know. Dude, you got to have a guitar solo. You have Dime Fucking Bag Daryl. That's true. That's right. That's right. I should be dime bag fucking Daryl. No, it's dime fucking bag Daryl. <laughs> dime fucking bag. Absolutely. <laughs> Everybody called him bag Daryl. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Who, who on earth would say that? Oh, I'm not his family. Someone said that to him when they met him, and they were like, God damn it. Oh, I'm such an idiot in front of Time Bag Daryl. Time fucking bad Daryl. Time oh. bad fucking Daryl. That's what you say. <laughs> <It's not> I'm <laughs> an idiot. <laughs> That's so true. 
Somebody. Uh, you looked at me like just. Oh God. <laughs> If that was you. He still gave me a pick. It was awesome. Yeah, he's probably still he's probably still nice. Uh all right. We got one <laughs> song left here. Uh it's called Soul Bleed. Prayer pose during prayer this pose. one. You prayer oh, pose. I'm thinking. You prayer pose it, but then you put it up next to your head because you're gonna take you're a little taking nap. a sweet nappy poo. Yeah. yeah pose. Um, this is a. I'm gonna say when I heard this one, I said this is an incredibly aggressive chain scene right now. This oh. is this is yeah. a a chain scene at a level we have maybe never experienced on this show. <laughs> This is this is uh, full court press changing. I checked the liner notes to make sure this wasn't Jerry. Well, I, yes, I did too because they did do a song with Jerry. Yeah, Ashes to Ashes, which was on uh, a Punisher soundtrack of some sort, and I knew that they had collaborated with Jerry Cantrell. Uh, and then when I was listening to this, I was like, "Well, there it fucking is." But no, this is it features Zach Wild on this song as well. That's, crazy. That's crazy. Lord, Lord Almighty, were we changed? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Top, top tier changing right there. Um, this one, I really felt like this was just showing that Pat can do it all. You might need, not be happy with all that he can do, but he can do it all. I mean, he can just yeah. run through the sounds. I mean, that's the thing. He's like, what do you need me to be today? You want me to channel some Phil? You want me to channel some Cornell? You want me to channel some Cantrell? I mean, or you just want Pat. You just want me to be me. Because then there are moments where you're like, I hear Pat. This guy sounds like him. He doesn't sound like somebody else. He's got level. I mean, if anything, I mean, like, I want to know what did Pat do after this? You know, like it's funny is that like coming off of, uh, you know, for drowning pool going back to drowning pool again just you know they i feel like they would have been um it would have behooved them to maybe find a find a find a find a patrick um because the thing i really got out of this though is that it feels collaborative it doesn't feel like they just found a guy you know 
they found a dude that they were like down to hang with, you know, like this guy was in the mix with these guys in a big mm-hmm. way. Um, I mean, he's got, yeah, he wrote every single song with them and it never feels like there's anybody stepping on anybody's toes. Um, so, I mean, not to be the guy, but I have a really hard time if I watched one of my bandmates get killed in front of me going on. I'd be like, I'd need a years of recovery from that. I don't know if you can come back from that. That's true. That's true. That's very true. He did put together a new band uh, called the Mercy Clinic in 2005. Speaking of professional murder music, uh, there was guitarist Brian Hera, who was in professional murder music, uh, John Stinson from Drist, and then uh, a drummer that uh, played with Danzig and Jerry Cantrell. So they wrote like 20 songs. They played around L.A., but they didn't land a record deal. Uh, and then the project was put on hold. Uh, and then in 2005, he performed with the surviving members of Alice in Chains at a benefit tsunami relief in Seattle, filling in for Lane Staley. Uh, and yeah, I think also Maynard was there, looks like. Uh, Ann Wilson apart was there. And he also filled in for Kill Switch Engage's guitarist on the Man's North American Tour in 2007. Okay. So, he did some stuff. He did some stuff. Um, I want to mention. And it does seem like oh, there was yeah. some drama when Pat came back. I guess he was singing some Pantera songs and Dime Bags. Um, I forget Rita's relationship. I'm sorry, I'm not an expert. I think it was his uh, Rita girlfriend. Was, uh, Dime's girlfriend. Yeah. Um, he also played with Halford. Yeah. So there, there was there was some things where. Later on, they didn't like the move, the, I guess, Pantera camp or the uh, Dimebag camp didn't like the direction that he was going in Hmm. and dealing with him. So there seems to be a lot more to the story that we're not going to go into. Okay. Um, I'll mention these two final comments on songmeanings.com for this song. Ad Nauseam said, It's the usual boy loses girl song, but a real surprise standout song. It's Dimebag's beautiful final gift. And Pantera9296 says, This song is truly a great work of art. The song can mean many poetic things. It's something everyone in a dark state can relate to. I've said it once. I'll say it a thousand times. The best written song is one that many can relate to and feel the writer's sorrow. The song has a beautiful solo, too. Very trippy. Hmm. I've said it once. I'll say it a a thousand times. Best written song many can relate to which is matt why you brought up thong song earlier so many people can relate to it for its many facets because who hasn't been there and that does bring us to the end of this album cannon talk uh jenny why don't we start with you sure uh i liked its record i'm glad i listened to it it was fun to listen to each time uh i I see why there was a new metal tag, though I do think that lumping it into new metal is more of a it's more of an indication of when it came out and people being on kind of like high alert for new metal. Um, 
than actually this being a new metal record at all. I think we saw a couple examples, but ultimately I don't think it's new metal. But I do think it's a fun album, and I'm glad that we listened to it. Lauren, what do you think? Yeah, I thought this was a fantastic album. Dimebag, amazing, but really the whole al- the whole band is great. Uh, everybody brings it. We've uh, shouts to everybody. Um, if there's new metal, it's really only in the vocals and on that one song. Um, it d- and I wrote it feels more like a proximity situation than anything else with the new metal tag. Um, so not in the canon, but I love listening to it. Great listen, great fun. Really. To think of this as what's thought of in the grand scheme of Dimebag's career as like his minor work just really speaks to the level of his work, if this is considered like minor for him. So, Matt Nas? Uh, clarification. So, with um, with Pat, he was refusing to sing Pantera songs while Damage Plan was touring. And uh, Dimebag was like, look, they're seeing me and my brother. They're going to hear some fucking Pantera songs. I don't give a shit. So that was the beef there. I see. Uh, I see. Which totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, bro. You're on tour with these guys. <laughs> like, sing a goddamn song. Uh, the record is fun um, until you get to kind of the back quarter. And it slows down a little bit and it's not as fun. Um, not as bouncy, but the beginning bops around. I liked it. Um, not new metal, not in the canon, uh, but worth checking out. And I think you're spot on about like any guitarist would love to be like, I did this. And for Dimebag, he's like, I did this, but it's yeah. To be on his minor list is like insane. Mm-hmm. Well, there you have it. Damage plan, not in the canon but a great listen for everybody involved. And uh, that does bring us to the end of this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Keep on saying hello online, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Send us an email, roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com. Of course, we'd love to see you at our live show January 19th at 2 p.m. at Go Comedy Improv Theater in Ferndale, Michigan as part of Snow Day 2020. It's going to be great. We're going to be talking about Linkin Park and Jay-Z. And then mashing it up. It's going to be wonderful. Until next time, Jenny, thank you. Lauren, thank you. Matt, thank you. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.